Welcome to episode. Oh. What, what episode is it? Welcome to episode forty-seven of Imperial Hearts. Oh my goodness, we're only three episodes away from number fifty. Yeah. Are we going to celebrate episode fifty? Or are we going to celebrate episode fifty-two? Or are we going to celebrate both of them? I don't know. Should we do a three-part series, like a special edition? What would our special edition be? I don't know. Isn't it going to be um, Celebration on our 52nd? About that, yeah. All right, then well, we can do that. We can talk about Celebration on our year anniversary. Yeah. And then number 50, we'll do our top 50 Star Wars characters <laughs> that we want to fuck. <laughs> uh, in case you're a new listener, that's a callback to our Swelf episode. You should listen to that episode. It's a good episode. Although... Someone actually... It came up recently. Really? Yeah. So someone was asking me, like, what Star Wars character is your favorite? I think it was also which one do you want to fuck the most? And I had an answer. Right. I was like, Captain Phasma. (laughs) Straight up. Captain Phasma. (laughs) And he was like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. Right. I, uh... Except that, you know, I feel like, um... That episode came out right before Rogue One. Yeah. And a bunch of my lists have changed. So we I talked wanna... about them a little bit, but So this is Imperial Hearts. My name is Dana. I'm Jamie. And this is a podcast where we go off on tangents about Star Wars. True. Which just happened. One hundred percent true. One hundred percent true all the time. Hundred percent tangents. Our topic this week is um It's your birthday and we just played X-Wing? That's true. And ate a bunch of cake. Yeah, that's true. It was my birthday this week. Um, we also watched an excellent episode of Rebels. We watched Rebels. We um, played with the new Kylo Ren shuttle in X-Wing. Yep. Uh, we also are going to talk about some news this week. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about a potential new format. And oh yeah, let's talk about that. Well, we already did. Oh, yeah, we did, because we recorded the back end of this podcast before the front end of this podcast. So it's like time travel. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So um, what's the the big news of the week? I know you've got something you want to talk about. I do. So actually, this was a piece of news from last week that we missed on last week's show. We already knew about it, but we didn't actually talk about it. And that was a new book was announced. That's... I know. I'm excited. Yeah. New book was announced for this summer. It's called Inferno Squad. Inferno Trooper. Yeah. And it's by Christy Golden, who's um, written a Star Wars book before, Dark Disciple. We've talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but we have not reviewed it on the book club yet. I think you should read it after you finish Clone Wars. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a good... I might reread it too. Maybe when we both finish Clone Wars, we can reread it for the podcast. Good idea. Um, so, Inferno Squad, I have a little excerpt. I have the publisher's excerpt of what, what it's about. Okay. Because it's very exciting. And when I saw this cover, I was like, oh, shit. This is right. This is for be? you. This is the yeah. book for you. Okay. You don't steal plans to the Death Star without making the Empire angry. Well, learn how, ang- learn how angry very soon. StarWars.com is excited to announce Inferno Squad, a new novel from Christy Golden coming July 25th, about an elite Imperial squad and their mission following the events of Rogue One and A New Hope. So, here's the official description. The Rebellion may have heroes like Jin Erso and Luke Skywalker, 
but the Empire has Inferno Squad. After the humiliating theft of the Death Star plans and the resulting destruction of the battle station, the Empire is on the defensive. In response to this stunning defeat, the Imperial Navy has authorized the formation of an elite team of soldiers known as Inferno Squad. Their mission, infiltrate and eliminate the remnants of Saw Gerrera's partisans. Following the death of their leader, the partisans have carried on his extremist legacy, determined to thwart the Empire, no matter what the cost. Now, Inferno Squad must prove their status as the best of the best and take down the partisans from within. But as the danger intensifies and the threat of discovery grows, how far will Inferno Squad go to ensure the safety of the Empire? Stay tuned for more news. So... Dun, dun, dun. Why do you think they're called Inferno Squad? Uh, I, I don't know. Young hotshots? Their enemies are going to burn in the Inferno of Hell when they kill them? I don't know. I'm sure there's probably a good reason. for it. It's probably not just a flashy name. Right. There's probably like a... There's some sort of reason. I mean, the... Yeah. The um... I'm assuming they're not just like a fire-themed... I'm assuming they don't just all have flamethrowers. Well, the... Uh... Like, the Death Troopers are called the Death Squad. That's because they're actually, they're cyborg undead clones. We've talked about this on the podcast. Have we talked about this in the podcast? Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. There's a common theory that they are, um, they're, they are like the, what are they called? In, I think they're called Dark Troopers in the game, Shadows of the Empire. Right. The Dark Troopers were clones that, um... They amputated a lot of their body parts and chopped them up and made them into half cyborgs. Right. And wait, isn't there in the visual dictionary it talks about this? It does. Yeah. yeah. In the visual dictionary, they hint at that. Yeah. About um, the death troopers specifically. That they talk about how the language they speak is probably like some, it's almost like a droid language. Right. And they're all modified. And, and they're all modified. And the modifications are classified. Mm. Mm-hmm. So my personal theory is that they are cyborgs and they're more machine than person now whoa so that's why they're called death squad because they're like they're death troopers and they're death squad because they're dead whoa they're undead whoa you heard it here first canon confirms (laughs) yeah so inferno squad i feel like i feel like that's not much of a stretch though i'm not being, no agreed. yeah like yeah. it's been i mean in... other than the undead part i'm sure they're actually not but they're drawing either. from existing canon yes. as well yeah. yeah um yeah christy golden i know her primarily from wow books me too she I've re- World she, of Warcraft. she's written some of the best wow books mm-hmm. yeah and um i okay so here's what i'm excited about inferno squadron we all know I like Imperial <laughs> main comes. characters. Yeah. Maybe some of them will be cute. I don't know. Maybe some of them won't be men. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But... Unlikely. Unlikely. But let's say they are men, yeah. which is fine. Maybe some of those men will be cute. Maybe one of them's going to be the Bodhi. We already have a Bodhi. Yeah, on the rebel side. Are you saying someone could just replace Bodhi like that? No, I, I mean, we need an equivalent. The, like, cute sort well, of... He isn't... He wasn't pure love. Yeah, but he's gone by you this point. You just want a, You want a, a soft boy. A soft boy, yeah. You know what's some of those soft boys? <laughs> soft imperial boys? Maybe one of them's gonna be a soft boy. Maybe one of them will be a hard girl. Maybe. Yeah. Something for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So, 
that's that's what I'm hoping for for this book. Some cute ones. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. So that was the that was that news. I'm I'm here for that. I still didn't get an answer. Why do you think they're called Inferno Squad? Uh, because uh, they were born in the fires of Jeddah. Maybe they're survivors of the Jeddah incident. Maybe. And they were recruited by um, Agent Nick Fury of Shield from different, from their respective stories to form a super team. Oh no! Yeah, no, I don't know. I just thought like the Empire likes things that sound mm-hmm. badass. You gave me a lot of sugar tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those podcasts. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. When's it come out? July. July. And July soon we're gonna have lots to read this year yeah so what was the other news han solo cast picture (laughs) sorry i almost i just so we threw up a little in our mouth um sorry yeah that han solo cast picture though yeah it's like you know everyone in in the it's like i was saying before we started the podcast Mm -hmm. They cast everyone white that they could. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they could have made Lando white, they would have, but you know, that would have made no sense. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they, yeah. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, you were saying, too, it was, like, with all of these movies, they get one thing right. Yeah, they get one, one thing, thing right and one thing wrong. So, yeah. like, you know, it's, like, um, Rogue One, it's, like, mm-hmm. lots of, like, racial diversity, mm-hmm. but one woman. Yeah. And it's, like, um, in this movie, it's, like, Everyone's what? There's a, there's more. How many? How there many? There were two girls. No, that's not. It's better than one. Yeah. One of them's probably the Mon Mothma, though. So I don't know if that counts. Um. I mean, but you got Woody Harrelson. Right. Yeah. You did get Woody Harrelson. So you get one dad at least. Right. True. Most Star Wars movies, you get at least two dads. So I hope we get at least one. One more. Star Wars movies are full, loaded full of dads. You'll really <laughs> they are. They, are. <laughs> they no, are. No moms, but some dads. I think yeah, like Rogue One, you got three dads and one granddad. Right. Can you count them? Okay, wait. So uh, Galen or so. <laughs> the title of this podcast is going to be three dads and one granddad, <laughs> okay. or or dad count. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Dad number one, Galen or so. One point. Okay. Dad number two, Darth Vader. Second point. Okay. Uh, dad number three, Saw Gerrera. Good. Um, you got the next one. Okay. Who's the grand, Who's the granddad number, or granddad number four, Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. Winner. Well, okay. But technically, you've got another dad, because you've got- More dads. You've, yeah, you've got Krennic, who is, is the Krennic father of the Death Star. Oh, that's true. Him and Galen are the Death Star students. More than half the cast is made up of dads. True. Just like real life. We didn't even make a daddy joke there. You just... Yeah, I was avoiding saying that word, but... We avoided it, though. They were just, like, regular dads. They were regular dads. Yeah. So there were a lot of dads in that... uh, Bad dads. A lot of bad dads. Pretty much entirely well galen or so was like redemptive dad moderately good dad moderately okay dad but a lot of bad dads yeah um how many moms were in that movie one she died in the first 10 minutes i didn't even notice there was one because she died in the first 10 minutes yeah first five minutes there's mom mothma mom mothma (laughs) 
mom of the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only mom in yeah. that movie. Unless you consider the Death Star herself as being... Well, who she's the mom of. The Empire? No, she's the, do- she's the daughter of the Empire. Oh, that's true. She's Krennic's daughter. Krennic's daughter. Krennic's sweet, sweet daughter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so Han Solo, why so white? I don't know, just... Because they always get, and I don't know, I don't know who makes these decisions. Somebody different for each movie. I imagine it's someone different for each movie because it's very inconsistent. Yeah. If you look at The Force Awakens and you compare the casting in The Force Awakens to the casting in Rogue One, and then Mm -hmm. you compare that to the casting in Han fucking Solo, Mm -hmm. I don't really like the main guy either. I don't think he looks enough like Harrison Ford to justify... I just, yeah, I don't know. He's got kind of a weird face. Yeah, I'll have to see I him. think they could have picked someone. They could have been a bit more... Sorry, I'm talking over you. No. I was going to say. They could have picked someone a bit more dreamy and tried to make him look less exactly like Han Solo. Right. Right? Pick someone who's a little bit more of a, a stud, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. If you're gonna if you're gonna cast like a young hot guy and like market him to young girls, probably mm-hmm. as you do. Yeah, well, they didn't want to overshadow Donald Glover, maybe. Yeah, Donald Glover is pretty fucking hot. Yeah, hell, he's not young though anymore. He must be like. Oh, he's got to be like thirty at least. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm sure he's gonna be playing a sixteen-year-old Lando. Exactly. Like <laughs> it's like every yeah. I feel like my sense of age is all skewed because of movies. Like, okay. Yeah, really. So, I went to see the Oscar shorts last week. Okay. And there is a short film in which um, a man uh, had moved to Denmark from Ghana. Yes. And he was calling his family back home. His family still lived in Ghana. When his wife was introduced over the phone, I thought it was his mother. Because the casting was... Yeah. yeah. And and then later that ended up being a point of tension because his new fiancé discovered he had a wife. And then I was like... Yikes. Wait, a wife? I was like, I thought that was his mom. Because I'm so used to having grown-ass men cast as, like, teenagers... Right. ...that I had assumed that the main character... Like, when I saw the woman, she looked a little older than him, and she had... They had sort of, like, I think the relationship was intended to be ambiguous because you weren't supposed to realize that he had a wife until Got it. the girlfriend did. Got it. So I think you were semi-led to believe that it could be his mom. Yeah. So, but the the thing is with movies, and Hollywood in particular, is that they cast such odd age ranges that you could have, especially women, like, they don't want women to be their ages so this woman they could have cast like a 30 year old to play a mom and they cast this grown ass man to play a 20 year old and I was like oh I guess he's just you know he's younger than he looks for that woman to be his mom but so with Donald Glover and Alden Ehrenreich they're probably like 30 years old and Han Solo and Lando probably are gonna supposed to be like 20 just like 18, probably. Yeah, just like uh, Felicity Jones was supposed to be playing a 21-year-old. Bullshit. And she's she's like 32, so it's... uh, Yeah, I can't imagine her being like that old. I know, it's so weird. She looks good for her age. She does, but it's like, why can't you just let her be 30? There's nothing wrong with being 30, right? Exactly. 
Um, so, yeah, my sense of how old characters are supposed to be in movies is all screwed up because they just yeah. keep casting characters yeah. as totally the wrong ages, so. I wonder why they, maybe it's just because, like, on average, whoops, on average, um, actors with a lot of experience tend to be older. It would make sense. Where if you cast a teenager, they'd be, I don't yeah. know, sometimes. Yeah, would be as inexperienced as, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And the star power, you've got, like, an older, like... I guess, yeah. Is Felicity Jones, like, a well-known actor? I mean, not super well-known, but she's got a bunch of... She's got, like, Oscar-nominated movies under her belt, so... Oh, okay. Well, then Um, I guess that was... That was a calculated move. And anyway, yeah, it'll be... I'm... Yeah, I'm very skeptical about the... (sighs) Yeah. I'm very skeptical about that movie. Um, like what's, yeah, I don't even know what to expect as far as like the story or whatever. I feel like because Han has such a big arc in the movies as it was. I'm still bored of Han Solo. It would have been more interesting to have it be a young Lando movie and have Han be a character in the Lando movie. (laughs) They never would have done that. No. But then have Lando be the main character because there's so much we don't know about him. I hope that it's. I hope that it focuses on them more as, as a duo than focuses exclusively on. I hope it's not like a hero's journey for Han. Yeah, you know, like I hope it's not a new hope, but for Han instead of Luke. That mm, would, yeah, you know, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess we'll probably learn more at Celebration this year to see what the plot will be about. Yeah. They're, they just started filming. That cast photo was like yeah. a we just started filming photo. So. I wonder if Boba Fett will be in it. I don't know. And I wonder then, if Jabba will be in it. Oh, wow. That Maybe, yeah. Good point. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely gonna, they're definitely going to try to fit in some of those, you yeah. know, like y- young hot Greedo. <laughs> Can you... That would be amazing. You know, maybe like, one of those. Maybe one of those white boys is playing Greedo. I hope so. That would be okay. I'd be down with that. Greedo is. Um, there was a Greedo in uh, a Rodian. Sorry. Yeah. There was that Rodian in Imperial Assault. I know. But like really fucking hot. It was like weirdly hot. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. How did, how did you make? I was like, is this just me or? I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was like, I was afraid it was just me. Yeah. And I was like, is this Rodian hot or am I making that up? And then I was like, no, no, no. He, I was like, no, he's hot. Yeah, that's a hot Rodian. Yeah. I think it was his body. Like, I mean, he had an essentially He was rugged. Body. And he, like, his face was kind of like, like, I think he had like a good jawline. Yeah. He was, was a hot Rodian. Yeah, he was a hot Rodian. Totally. So. Podcast title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, uh, okay. If if one of those, yeah, like, generic white boys in that picture was playing I'm sure alien, one of them will be an alien. That would be cool. I'm sure at least one of them is probably an alien. Mm-hmm. I mean, Star Wars. Yeah. I want a young, hot, Twi'lek dude. Yeah, okay, like, more representation on hot film. Hot Twi'leks. Hot Twi'lek. Boys. There's hot Twi'lek girls all over the place, yeah. and they barely wear clothes except yeah. for Hera. Um, but I want the Twi'lek boys. I want some Twi'lek boys. Yeah, because all the ones in the movies have been gross. 
Exactly. It's like Bib Fortuna and his cousin. His cousin. What's his cousin's I name? I can't remember. Beasel. Be- I think it's... it's something weird. Yeah. The, the uh, one that we see in Saw Gerrera's uh, yeah, hideout guy in Rogue One. That guy was creepy. He was also creepy. I mean, he seemed like a pretty cool guy from his visual I mean, dictionary description. Champs and Dula. Yeah. Champs and Dula is hot. But so. it's an animated... Yeah, he's just in a cartoon. Animated boy, And in so. a book. In a book. Oh, shit. I want to read that book now. Yeah, we're going to read... Okay, good. Um, Lords of the Sith, and then we'll we can just picture Champs and Dula being hot all over the place. I can't wait until they run out of material and we get young Palpatine, <laughs> young hot Palpatine. Yeah, no, that book was already written. And well, yeah, but I want the movie. I have like young, <laughs> young Palpatine, <laughs> young, young, young hot Palpatine, and like <laughs> you know, it's the Palpatine and uh, Plagueis movie, and they're both like two hot young guys. <laughs> I don't think Plagueis was ever young and hot. How do you know that? I don't know. He's not canon anymore. <laughs> True. Well, no, he's canon, but his book isn't canon. Right, right. We don't know. He might have been hot. That's true. I just I just always assumed he was old, like when he met Palpatine. I just always assume everyone's hot if they're not described. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, so, um... What were we talking about? Young Lan- Young Han Solo. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that. We can move on. Yeah. I, I mean, we should call it now though. Like, it's the the whole the whole internet's going to be shipping like Lando and Han. I thought the if if the internet are, was paying attention, they already should be. I mean, it's obvious, right? Yeah. I wonder what the less obvious ones will be. Yeah. Woody Harrelson and everybody. Yeah, I feel like one of the reasons I don't want a young Han Solo movie is because right now. It's really easy. It's not a stretch to imagine that Han and Lando at least used to sleep together. Whoa, what? Come on. It's not that much of a stretch. Like, That's true. That's that. true. Han, canon, bisexual. You can just, like, you're like, yeah, you can picture that. Um, and they... Yeah, they, 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 they touch a lot. And uh, Lando... They wear each other's clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wear each other's clothes. Um, yeah, you know, you're right. Definitely. And, like, they're, like, really good old friends. And, like, you know, at least they got drunk a couple of times it happens um, yep and or they played like strip sabak a couple of times you know like you know something happened there i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought of that but but i don't really think about han solo that much but yeah lando yeah. lando's definitely down for that yeah so i feel like that's i don't if the movie like super steers away from it then i'll be like come on they like, won't yeah. The movie's gonna just queer bait you, though. Yeah. But we know that Han ends up with Leia, ultimately. So we know that he doesn't end up with Lando, so that's okay. That's true. So it can just be, like, subtext. You're, you're, I guarantee you will get some subtext. Mm-hmm. And if and if we don't, I'm pretty good at seeing subtext. You're good at it. You're good. Yeah. So. Um, Speaking of subtext, we played uh, Game of X-Wing. Yeah. There was no subtext. It was just regular text it was all text on tiny cards um (laughs) yeah so um i played as kylo ren's shuttle Mm -hmm. and quick draw and one of the other we played all tfa yeah and i played uh ray and finn in the falcon with a poe dameron yeah and ray and finn shot down kylo ren yeah he dominated um 
I was close for a while there. Mm-hmm. The Falcon is a beast, though. So. The Falcon's like a tank. It's so hard to take it down. Yeah. Um, I really like the mechanics for Kylo and, and uh, Hux. Mm-hmm. I think they're really... I don't know how to use that ship yet. It's pretty weird. Um, like, it's very not maneuverable, mm-hmm. but it has so many weird special abilities that are really um, accurate to the characters. Yeah. Which I really like. Um so like Kylo um whenever he's near you he makes you stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> um or like, it's like uh, his bad vibes. His bad vibes stress you out. Yeah. Or like he has that force ability, like you can whenever you take damage or whenever you attack him, mm-hmm. you you start to get off or whenever he attacks I forget. Yeah. But like he his power is called I'll show you the power of the dark side or something. Mm-hmm. It's so extra. And um, he gets to choose what kind of effect you take if you have a... Yeah, you take a pilot damage card. Yeah. And it's it's pretty great. And Hux uh, inspires... Hux is the real good one. Yeah. Like, Hux is a really good card. Hux is a crew card. And um, he can inspire the troops around him. He inspires fanatical devotion. Yeah, so all of the, all the troops around will get... Um, They'll all get focused, mm-hmm. and then also one of them gets fanatical devotion, which is like your defenses are lowered. You can't use evade, but all of your um, basically no matter what you score one hit. That's cool. if you attack. It's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun, and I re- I don't know if we talked about uh, Ray and Finn's Falcon on the podcast it's yet, really but good. it's really good too. It's really good. And Ray and Finn have. Um, uh, like complementary abilities. It's yeah, they're meant to be used together. Yeah, sure. so they're really good together when uh, Ray is piloting and then Finn is the gunner. Um, yeah, and on he, the he's the one who gives you those re rolls, right? Yeah, yeah. He gives you so Ray's special ability allows you to roll up to two blank dice if you uh, when you attack or defend, and then Finn's special ability gives you a blank dice. So right. he, he basically it's gives like a, you an extra dice to re-roll. It's a loop, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're really good together. And so it's really fun. And it was fun, like, the flavor was uh, was really fun, like, playing Ray, Finn, and Poe versus Kylo yeah, and Hux. Yeah, Kylo and Hux in yeah. one ship. And, yeah. yeah, it was cool. And we had, like, the Force Awakens soundtrack going. Yeah, very dramatic. Yeah, it was really fun. It was very characterful. Mm-hmm. And we even, like, so as... Um, some of you may remember on the podcast we the when we play X Wing with the special forces Tie Fighter it's Jagged and Soren yeah it's Jagged yeah. and Soren from the Tie Fighter fan fiction that I wrote but we were talking right before we played we were like okay well you couldn't they defected before yeah they, this would have happened yeah because this game would have taken place like we're like okay it's post episode seven. You know, what was the little story that you came up with? So you had a good little setup. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, the, the setup that made the most sense to me based on the timeline mm-hmm. and who was on the ships was that um, Kylo finds out where Luke and Ray are training. So he goes to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Snoke sends them to... Snoke sends Hux and Kylo in the shuttle to fuck them up. Yeah. But, like, that transmission's intercepted by... The resistance, so the resistance sends Poe and Finn to warn her, mm-hmm. and they're on their way, like escaping when Kylo intercepts them in space. Yeah, and, and that, that's the setup for they the send battle. 
uh, Poe and R2-D2 in Black One. Yeah. And Chewie and Finn in the Falcon. And then when... But no, Falcon's already there. Well, no, Chewie and R2 go back. Do they? Do you think they leave? I don't think they sit there and wait for Ray and Finn, Ray and oh, Luke to That's a good like, point. I just assume they were waiting for her to. to... What they might shoot, they might they wait until she comes back and it's oh, like okay. it's all cool. We're I, gonna do Jedi stuff. I was gonna say that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's fine. Because yeah, you had R two and Chewbacca yeah. as well. Yeah. So it was like all of the all the friends. So it was fun. Yeah, it was good. And then I was thinking, like, even when um, if it was before Force Awakens, it's like. It makes no sense if it's before no. Force Awakens. And Hux couldn't inspire fanatical devotion in Jagged Fell. She wouldn't get that buff. It, ha- it has to be somebody else. Quick draw is somebody else. Yeah, it wouldn't have made sense. The mechanics wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. It had to be a new recruit. It's a new recruit. Fall for that shit. Yeah, and uh, the new recruit takes the quick draw um, call sign after... Yeah, after they don't have it anymore. Yeah. So it was a fun game, and... Uh, yeah. The Kylo shuttle is so much bigger than I expected it to be. It's pretty big. Yeah. The wingspan is really big. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty huge. It's a cool ship. Yep. I should play I should... Well, I don't know. I was going to say I should play it next time, but then I was like, I also want you to, like, learn how to use it. Yeah. That I mean, be, you really like playing the... I do like You like playing the resistance. the resistance. Yeah. I want to get another X-Wing so that I can play... Yeah, like, you should. X-Wing squad. That'd be pretty cool. Um... Yeah, I want to look up, like, how people are using Kylo's shuttle, because I'm sure there's, like, a really obvious way to use it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about the Rebels episode this week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into that segment. Right now. Okay, so we just watched... Um, this week's episode of Rebels th- called Through Imperial Eyes. Mm-hmm. It was a good episode of Rebels. It was a really tense episode oh, of Rebels. man. Yeah. So you, you were going to say something, weren't you going to say something about the title? It was cool that the opening shot was one long shot that was literally through Callus's eyes. Yeah, Callus' point of view. Because of the title. And then there was like, he goes, um to sort of splash water on his face in the mirror and makes a super sad face. Yeah. The mirror. A pretty classic kind of shot. Mm-hmm. I like that they made use of all the Imperial characters in this episode. Yeah, like everyone who has Get shots face. of everyone who yeah. has a face. They yeah. showed up in this episode. Some of them were just in the background, but they were all there. I liked that um, they preserved the dynamic from the Timothy Zahn books where we have... The Chimera is his ship, mm-hmm. and we had that, all of the Stormtroopers had a little Chimera patch, Yeah, which is like a little stylized three-headed beast, which is, I guess, what a Chimera usually is. I wonder if there's any, like, symbolism to that, like, why he would have a Chimera as his I don't know. Personal... I bet there's a lot of people who have, like, written about that. Probably. Maybe yeah. it's because he's, like, a Chiss Imperial... You know, that sort of, like, hybrid, because a Chimera is, like, a... Oh, it's a hybrid, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's a, a hybrid of, so. of three. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Maybe. And I also like the dynamic at the end there, like, in that parlor room scene. Yeah, so maybe we should set it up a little bit. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, in this episode, uh, Thrawn uh, calls Agent Callus and Lieutenant List and Admiral Constantine together because he reveals that 
he knows there's a rebel spy who's codenamed Fulcrum. Yeah. And uh, so Callus uh, has to sort of not get caught while trying to get Ezra and AP5 and Chopper back off the ship safely because Ezra tries to break in to break Callus out. Um, but then they get called to Thrawn's ship. So, plot thickens. Yeah. So, um, I liked all the... I mean, I guess we're going to spoil the episode, so... Yeah. Uh, I liked all the character dynamics a lot. I liked that Ezra was on the ship. It's like, Ezra was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Because he particularly doesn't like Hallis. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, like I was saying, I like how they use you, Lauren, as the Pelion stand-in. Yeah. Because he even looks like Pelion. Yeah. Um, or like most representations of Pelion, like this old man with the mustache. And that was cool, too. Like, there's, there's, I guess, like multiple reasons why having you, Lauren, was cool. Yeah, it was like, cool because it was you, Lauren. Just, yeah. like, kind of ties the Clone Wars to the, the um, original trilogy. Yeah, and so it was cool yeah. to see him. And I really like how... Um, I think there was some stuff with him in Legends, but there was there's no stuff with him in the new canon. Not really. So it's like he's yeah. in that one shot in A New Hope, and he he doesn't even introduce himself. He doesn't talk, or he you know I don't even know if he has any lines. I don't think he has any lines. In so that he shot. just sits there. Yeah. Um, so you don't know anything about him. Yeah. So in the new canon, he was in Clone Wars, and then um, you know now he shows up in Rebels, and he's a high-ranking ISB. Uh, officer. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the only... Before Callus, he was, like, the only ISB character. Um, True, yeah. So he shows up to, like, help... Isn't he, like, the director the... of the ISB? Isn't he, like, in charge of the ISB? I think so. He, I think he's really high up anyway. He's wearing, like, a white uniform. Yeah. Which is, like, different than Callus's. Yeah, and the white uniform, that was what led a lot of people to believe that Krennic was going to be ISB. Because yeah. up until that point, the only ISB character we knew was Yularen, who's wearing white. So it was sort of an assumption that the white uniform was the ISB's thing. Um, thing. Yeah. Just like the, the olive uniform is the Navy, and the the black one is like the Stormtrooper Corps. The right, Army, but so. Callus doesn't wear an I. Uh, no, but he's got like a field... Cause he, field like, officer. Yeah, because yeah. he's got like the, the armored chest plate too. True. So, yeah. Um, it was cool to see him, and he did have the Watson role with uh, Thrawn. I thought that was really cool, and yeah. I, I didn't put it together until that final scene where I was like, oh, is he going to be the Watson? <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was really perfect, because he's got, he's got the right look for it, mm-hmm. but like, it's cool because they didn't make up a character, they just yeah. used an existing one, Yeah, um, which, that's really masterful. I hope that we still have you, Lauren, in future episodes with Thrawn. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That would be cool. And it makes me, like, depending on what they're going to do with Thrawn and Rebels, I'm still I'm still kind of sad that the Thrawn book that's coming out is is a prequel. I know. Because like, I, I want to know... I, I'm not... I not, don't have high expectations for Yeah, it. like, I want to know what happens to Thrawn after this. I want to know where yeah. he is throughout the rest of the story, so... Well, maybe that that's what we'll find out in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who knows how many years we could see Rebels for. Yeah. Or other cartoon shows he might be in. Mm-hmm. Or he dies. I doubt he... I don't know. I, I, know I don't it, think they're going to kill him. He's only been in four or five episodes. Yeah. Like, he I hasn't think been. they've got to use him more before they kill him. Agreed, yeah. But, yeah, it was a good episode. I'm... Uh, and at the end, Callus ends up staying with the Empire to try and 
you I know, cover his tracks. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then it's revealed that Thrawn and Yularen know that it's him. Yeah. So, and they're basically not going to tell him that they know. They're going to let him lead them to the rebels, I think. And, uh... I think that was a pretty classic Thrawn move. Mm-hmm. This whole episode was a classic Thrawn move. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good Thrawn episode. And it was a good... Like, they had Rex and uh, Kanan and a little bit of Ezra and EP5 and Chopper. But it was mostly an Imperial episode. Yeah, and most the, of it. the Imperials, like, talked to each other a lot. And the, like, fall guy for Callus was Lieutenant List, who is that dopey little shit that we see in the episode with um, Leia. Yeah, exactly. And who grins at um, kicking farmers off their land on Lothal. Guy's a little shit, so. Isn't he Callus's second enforcer right now? He is. Yeah, I thought that was funny, too, because we never see that character. You know, he's been in a couple of episodes. And and I don't think he's ever been referred to by name. I don't think so. Uh, on screen. But now he's Callus's second enforcer arena, so it's like he's almost more visible. If I guess playing, yeah. if you're playing Force Arena, if you play Force Arena, yeah. So who isn't playing Force Arena? Yeah, exactly. Probably lots of people. Yeah, if you aren't, you should be. Um, but he's it's like he's a be careful what you wish for for me because he's the cutest Imperial and he's easily su- yeah. He, yeah yeah he's uh, but he's the worst he's such a little jerk and uh, I mean there's Callus. Who turned out to be, like... Callus isn't cute, though. No. I think you have to be, like, young to be cute, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's some of the lady officers who are also, like, hot, but not cute. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, you have to be, like, young you have to be or little. small in some way. You have to yeah, be small. to be cute. And, uh, in, small can be in size or in age. Is that, you know? s- is that spelled S-M-O-L? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> Small Imperial officer. Yeah, and so he he is, but he's an asshole, and it makes me sad because... He's an idiot, apparently. Yeah, he's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, but, and then, like, he gets the wool pulled over his eyes by Leia, too. He falls for a pretty classic Leia scheme. He does. So he, yeah, he's, um, he's like a taunt for me because I was always going on about how much I needed, like, a cute Imperial, and then they give you one that what you wished for, yeah. but it wasn't... It's like a monkey's paw. The way you... Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, I said that I wanted that, and somewhere a monkey's paw folded its finger down and then gave me a lieutenant list. Is that what a monkey's paw is? It's like grants you wishes, but it's like, uh, there's always, like, a cost. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've so, heard that term before. Yeah. So, we ended up with Lieutenant List. Although, I'll take Agent Callus too, because... Most precious Imperial boy. <sighs> Please get out safely. I'm. That's what I want to talk about next. Is yeah. Where do you think it's going to go from here? Where do you think Callus's story goes from here? Uh, I think Thrawn finds out where the rebel base is, thanks to him. Agreed, um, yeah. And I think he doesn't realize he's been found out until it's too late, and I think he will make up for it with a major sacrifice. His life. Possibly, yes. I think that's the most likely. Um, Yeah, I could see it happening probably in the finale. Mm -hmm. Um, Is uh, like, he saves the rebels somehow, but he has to, like, die for it. Yeah. We might, and and I wondered... um, in this episode, when Ezra shows up, he says, like, 
oh my god, what are you doing here? Like, you're going to get me executed. Um, yeah. And I wondered if they established that just so that if that happens, it isn't, like, out of nowhere. Where, like... Yeah, maybe. They see they see the idea that they'll kill Callus for finding out. And then, <clears throat> and then if they do kill Callus, then you're like, oh, yeah, I expected that. They even told me about it. Mm. I don't know. I'm worried about him. I think if... Now that Sabine's left the cast... I'm thinking about that, too. I think you could add Callus. I don't think lost, they will, though. But, uh, I don't I, feel like they will add Callus to the team. Yeah. It doesn't feel quite right in my head. It feels like a Doctor and the Master and the TARDIS thing. Yeah, for those of you who are not literally me and Jamie, <laughs> what she's talking about is episode um, season... Th- what? Season... Th- Three episode, the finale of Doctor mm-hmm. Doctor Who, where the Doctor and the Master, who are two of the are the protagonist and the antagonist of that yep. show, almost you almost get both of them, like a, you almost get a series where they both just hang out together. Yeah, because in the but finale, in the finale, you can probably explain it better because I don't remember. In the finale, the Doctor basically. Um, like, the Master is in danger of dying. Right. And yeah. the Doctor is like, we're the last two Time Lords. You know, I'm going to take you back on the TARDIS together. And the Master's like, what, you're just going to, like, keep me? And he's like, yeah, you're the last Time Lord. Like, we've got to, like, travel together. You'll be my prisoner, but, you know, we can, like, hang out and stuff. And the Master's <laughs> like, yeah, no. Hard pass. It's one of those... Um, so, like, the way that sometimes we'll use that as a shorthand to say, like, it's not... It's, like, something that's too good to be true. Yeah, it's a thing, like, when when doctor the Doctor was like, yeah, we can hang out together, it would be like, oh my god, that show would be amazing. But they won't ever do it. Yeah, they'd never do it. And that's how I feel about Callus. Yeah. It's like, that show would be amazing. Like, Callus and Zeb hanging out. Yeah. You know, like... Callus being on that team would be fucking amazing, mm-hmm. but I know they won't do it. Yeah. It just feels like it's that it's a little too fan servicey. It's like, a little bit too yeah, it's a bit yeah. too on the nose. Like they won't I feel like they won't go there. Yeah, so that's why I'm 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 sure that doesn't feel right. I'm sure that he's gonna eat it. And they probably Or won't. or he'll like you know, I think he could make a sacrifice and the sacrifice is that he can no longer be on this show. Right. You know, he has to go into hiding, mm-hmm. and he's on Sabine's show. Right. Right. Some, or he's, like, something off like somewhere, that. and they bring him back in, like, season six or something. Yeah, I feel like that's... He, if he doesn't die, there's going to be a major sacrifice that removes him from the story. Yeah. And I, I think if he dies, I expect it to be something like he sabotages the ship and goes down with one of the cruisers. Like, yeah, where you don't, something like that. You don't see him, like, get shot or something, but he's, he, yeah. like stays behind Definitely. makes them go and it like blows up on a ship or something cut to a wide shot yeah it blows up yeah exactly yeah exactly and then there's like this slight plausible deniability of an escape pod you know if they decide to bring him back like two seasons from now right. um but that he's gonna i don't know okay so here's my second question okay. for you okay what do you think is going to be the climactic two-parter twist you know, like, when Darth Vader shows up and has that fight with Ahsoka. Right, right. Or when Maul shows up out of nowhere in the yeah. finale. Like, yeah, yeah. how are they going to... What do you think is going to happen? 
Um, that's unexpected. Because we know it's going to happen okay. that's expected. Yes. I'm thinking Rogue One tie-in. Possible. Like, um, uh, I expect that... Cassian and yeah. K2 show like up. Cassian and yeah. K2. In the U-Wing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, possible. I think, or we see Yavin 4. They get to Yavin 4. I don't think that's twisty enough. Mm. Like, like sure. I mm. think we might see Yavin 4. We that, know we see Wedge in the finale. That's true. We have footage of that yeah. already that we haven't seen. Um, I think it's a given that we're going to have Obi-Wan and Maul as a showdown. But that's not in the finale. We we read those episode descriptions. That's oh, what's, what episode is that in? That's like the episode before. Uh, is it before the two part? Yeah, there was. Okay, hold on. Let's go. Let's go back to the episode list. Okay, because I rem- I remember it being like not exactly in the finale. I think we have four episodes left. Um, include like uh, four, including the two parter, or five, including oh, the two parter. I, I don't know. Let's look it up on Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, so we have. Four left. And then zero hours, the two-parter. Yeah, so Twin twin Suns. So Twin Suns is right before the Mm two-part. So I think something... That's what I think is that that, there's something that's going to happen in that episode, which, like, puts a twist on, like, something unexpected. Mm. Because, like, it would be too easy to just have them fight. Yeah. Obi-Wan wins. Throw in a Luke cameo. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're done. Yeah. I think there's going to be some sort of twist in that scene. I don't know what it is, though. You know what I mean? Well, I wonder, like, I wonder if... Um, so what is Zero Hour about? Yeah, so it's so that's the two-parter, and the description is, part one, in final preparation for their attack on Lothal, Phoenix Squadron's plans are disrupted when Grand Admiral Thrawn discovers their location. Okay. Okay. So part two, trapped in Adalon with the rebel base under siege, Hera and Kanan fight to keep the squadron alive as Ezra attempts to rally help from an unexpected source. So the unexpected source... um, Oh, I feel like there were rumors that Ahsoka was coming back in Rebels. Could be. Could be Ahsoka, could be Maul. Ezra could team up with Maul. I feel like it's too early to bring Ahsoka back, but I could see Maul. Uh, or it yeah. could be the rest of the Rebels. Like, it could be, like... Or it could be the Mandalorians. You think they I think it's Re- too early. Mandal- yeah. Yeah, no, I think yeah. it's too early for that, too. An unexpected source. I mean, we know it's not... And it, it wouldn't be Callus because that's not no. unexpected. I think Callus dies at the end of part one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I feel like it's not it's got to be like the Bendu or something you know it's right. I think it's got to be some sort of force thing like maybe mm. maybe it is Ahsoka um, I don't think it would be like more more rebels right it might be though yeah the unexpected source is a, a curious way to word that attempts to rally help from an unexpected source because like And maybe the premiere is them showing up at Yavin 4 of season Yeah, of season I, I, four. I could see that too. Like maybe we won't see that at the end of... Or they might not, there might not be any at Yavin 4 yet because we still have yeah. some time. Yeah, we, well, it's unclear how long they've been on 
on Yavin by the time we see them in the movies. A while. It looks pretty established. Yeah, I think it's been a while. But the thing, like, I keep saying this, is, like, um, we know that um, Colonel Dodonda, or whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. Colonel Dodongo, or... That's a Zelda thing. Yeah, Um, Dodonna, I think. We know that he's got a whole squadron that we don't know about. Right. So they could already be on Yavin 4. Yeah. Like, Phoenix Squadron is one rebel cell. Yeah. There's multiple. Yeah, because Mon Mothma is in the next episode. Exactly. We might find out more about the greater so rebellion. So I, I think her. they're already on Yavin 4. I think right. it's like, but rebels maybe won't take place. Like, we won't go there with, right. with them until later. I don't know. I mean, they're going to do it eventually. It's like a good yeah. It's a good reveal. Especially because their base is being destroyed in, in this finale. So they need a new base anyway. Yeah, it's true. So then the one before that is called Twin Sons. Reacting to a vision of Maul, Ezra defies Hera and Kanan to travel to a remote planet in hopes of stopping the former Sith Lord from carrying out his plans. I'm curious about whether Ezra will actually meet Obi-Wan. Thus, like, does Obi-Wan know that there's other Jedi? Or is Ezra never going to interface with him... And then, like, will, yeah, will Ezra actually t- see Obi Wan? That's a really good question. Because I think that changes a lot. If if, if Obi Wan knows that Ezra's out there, yeah, Ezra and Kanan. Like, if if there's a conversation, I mean, whatever happens to Ezra before A New Hope, like, whatever happens to Kanan and Ezra, is important. That's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I so. assumed that he would interact with Obi-Wan, but that would change the dynamic. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe he supports Maul instead of Obi-Wan. And yeah. Obi-Wan's like, oh, there's another Sith out there, but there's no Jedi. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because there's the whole, like... um. Maul's really been a disappointment this season. Yeah, he hasn't done very much. And when he, like, the last time we saw him, he was extremely petty. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and then there was, yeah, and I'm, I'm just thinking about um, Leia's message to Obi-Wan about, like, calling him back to the Rebellion, like, it's time to, like, awaken Obi-Wan. Right, like, so if, if Ezra talks to yeah. Obi-Wan, he'd be like, you know, like, we have a Rebels. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's curious, because you, it's almost like breaking a seal with Obi-Wan, because he's been Maybe sort they of won't. flying in Maybe wait, they so. won't. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what they do. I'm, I'm very interested, and I'm excited that there's no more breaks. Like we have, oh, there's no more breaks. No, every every week is a new episode of Rebels until the 25th of March. That's the finale. Nice. So we have a month of Rebels, and then and then like two weeks, and then it's celebration after wow. that. So we'll we'll. So whatever it. happens in the finale, they can like make announcements about season yeah. four. Yeah, I even heard a rumor that usually. Um, the people at Celebration get to watch the premiere of Rebels. So yeah, I've they heard might, that too. They might get to yeah. watch the first episode of season four. Okay. Yeah, and then Double Agent Droid is like the comedy episode yeah. before the serious stuff. And Secret Cargo is the one where they meet up with uh, Mon Mothma. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, presumably. That's what, yeah, it's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, shit's getting real now on Rebels, and, uh, you've only got four episodes left, plus the hour-long two-parter. So, like, five episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, we won't, we might not see Callus until the finale again. Callus and Thrawn. I agree. Yeah, we won't see him until the finale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think something's going to happen in Zero Hour that'll shift the script. Yeah. It'll flip the script of Rebels, and then in that celebration, they'll be like, and announcing two new shows. Right. Based on what happened in that finale. Right. I just wait for it. It'll yeah. happen. I remember I was just thinking about how after we watched um, the Callus and Zeb episode in season three, or season two, um, I was like, oh man, Callus is going to defect to the rebels. And then I listened to some other podcasts at the time, and there were still a lot of people who were like, nah, man, Callus, he's evil. He's the worst. That's never going to happen. And um, uh, anyway... No, you're probably right. I've been I've been uh, gunning for this for a long time, so I was excited. I'm excited. I love Callus. Me too. I love a good redemption arc. It's the best. Yeah, and it's cool how they've spaced it out over this whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. So I'm looking forward to talking about it next week too, and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. So. So hopefully. Hang tight, friends. By next week, I'll have read a bit of Empire's End. And I think we're thinking about trying a new format for next week. Mm-hmm. It was your idea. It was a good idea. Yeah, so we really like our book club episodes. Um, and we were thinking, instead of doing a book club episode once a month, we would split it up over four episodes. So we would read the first hundred pages of the book and then we would read the next hundred pages and then we'd read the next hundred pages um so like you could read along with us and we could discuss it as we read it yeah rather than like doing a big discussion at the end yeah i like that idea for a couple of reasons a it'll keep us from reading the book in the last week which we always do yep and it will allow us to sort of speculate as we go. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of speculating. Like we do with Rebels. Are, that's mm-hmm. like a lot of what we do with Rebels is speculation. Yeah. yeah. I want to see, like, we'll talk about, like, how things are going. And then in the next week, it'll recontextualize what we already read. And I think that could be really interesting. Let's check right now how many pages Empire's End is. You know, and we might even, like, once we get a copy of each book, we could split it by chapter instead of by page. Like, we could say, okay, there's 30 chapters, so we read a quarter but of I the wanna, chapters. I want to tell the viewers right now, like, how much to read for next week. Because we're going to talk about it next week. Yes. So why don't we just we just see what the page count is. And you can say, read up until... 448 pages. Okay. In the hardcover. In the hardcover. So let's read a hundred. And if we want to be really picky, we could read a hundred and fifteen. Well, I think we. I think we should round up or down depending on like whatever chapter ends. Okay, sure. Around there. Let's see how many chapters there. Maybe we can. We can look. I don't know if anyone would have that. Yeah, I don't know either. Because I was. My only concern about page count is if books come out in paperback or somebody's got an audiobook you're okay not yeah, a, yeah, yeah you're not so gonna know what page it is let's but. just tell the viewers to read roughly the first quarter mm-hmm. so 
take the page count or the chapter count and and then once we have the book like from now on we'll tell you the chapter yeah um but we'll read maybe like roughly up until page 110 yeah good idea in the hardcover version um or whatever your equivalent is and we'll probably end it off at like the chapter that comes nearest to that cool um so i'm excited for this new format because it allows us to like talk about books a little bit every week yeah um I like having that. We can have our little book club corner. Mm-hmm. We talk about every week, just like we do with Rebels. Yeah, it's like a book club uh, episode club. Episodes of book club. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Know, like like yeah, yeah. episodes of a show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. So if you want to follow along with us, you can start next week on um, Chuck Wendig's Empire's End. Yeah, the um, third and last part of the Aftermath trilogy. Yeah, definitely. Um and maybe we should put that at the end of the podcast each week. So then if you haven't read it and you want to avoid spoilers, you can just skip that right. part. Same with Rebels. So if you... if you so We can do both. <laughs> we'll be like, from now on, the last half of the podcast is spoilers only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, cool. So, uh, yeah. Have a good week. It was a good week. Nobody died because it was just a simulation. <laughs> and, um, it's because it's like a yeah. X-wing. <laughs> okay, bye, bye, guys. Yeah. If you'd like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie, you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or tweeted us at imperial underscore hearts. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Breakfast with Tiffany by Broke for Free. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Hearts Podcast.